OWC Radio number 24. Hey everyone, Tim Robertson, host of OWC Radio, the official podcast from Otherworld Computing. It is a gorgeous day out there as I'm recording this. It's late April, very sunny, almost 70 degree weather. Makes me want to get out there and mow the lawn, and I need to because my grass is getting long. But there's so much happening in the uh, technology universe, it's, I can't stay away from the computer for more than five minutes. It seems like I missed something. Now, I've got some email and some Twitter requests from people. And um, right now they all seem to be focused on the same thing. What do I think about Gizmodo publishing photos and video of the next generation iPhone when, legally speaking, there's no question that this was stolen property. They paid for stolen property. They kept it for a week, posting pictures and video. And then even went so far as to post pictures and the name of the Apple employee who supposedly lost the phone, uh, opening that person up to public ridicule. Um, I, I, I really can't condone it. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm disgusted with it. I think that what Gizmodo did was 100% wrong. Let's be honest, we like to see what the next technology out there is going to be like, but it's not like uh, Gizmodo was breaking uh, a tax scandal story. It's not like they were reporting a crime. Uh, They cover technology, and I think they did so illegally this time. Will there be repercussions? I have no idea. Uh, Do I hope there will be? I kind of do. I really do. I think that uh, Gizmodo gave the technology press a really uh, a bad name in this situation. And I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if Apple took legal action. And I really felt sorry for the uh, Apple engineer who, who lost the phone or, as some are now suggesting, had it stolen from them uh, for his name being put out there in the press. What a What a nasty thing to do to somebody, really. I mean, if you lost something – Knowing how strict Apple is in security and secrecy, if, if you lost something and a website like Gizmodo published your picture, which they found on Facebook, they, they published your name, what you do, um, make ha-ha jokes about you drinking in a bar, how would you feel about that? I know how I would feel about it. In fact, the way I feel about it – I. If that would have been me, Gizmodo would have been lucky that they weren't in the immediate vicinity. <laughs> because, wow, I think I might have uh, handled it a little bit differently than this poor guy did. And uh, quite honestly, I, I lost a lot of respect for the people who run Gizmodo in this matter. What a horrible thing to do to somebody um, for clicks, for page views. That's what they did it for, so they can get attention. Look at me, look at me. 
Now, that's the job of any publication. They want eyeballs. They want people to read their content, listen to their podcast, listen to the radio show, watch their television show. That's their job. But how you go about that job says a lot about you and your character. And I think in this situation, I think it says a lot about Gizmodo's character and their morals. So um, this is my personal feelings and my personal response, and that is shame on you, Gizmodo. Shame on you. And somewhat shame on me for giving you those page views, for going up there and looking at the pictures and reading the story myself. So a little bit, shame on me. This episode of OWC Radio, we have an interview with Jen. She's the product process manager at Otherworld Computing. As you guys know, if you've been listening to the show for the past 24 episodes, 23 episodes, because this is number 24, I like to do some interviews with the people behind the scenes at Otherworld Computing, get to know them, give you guys an opportunity to meet them, and uh, find out who these people are. Why is OWC such a great company? Well, it is a company, which means it's a collection of individuals. It's just not at the very top, and it's not at the very bottom. It's a collection of everybody coming together under a common vision and making this company work. And Jen is one of these people who, the moment I met her, I immediately liked her. She's got a personality that's very engaging. Um, she's somebody that you just naturally want to talk to right when you meet her. And I was really happy that she agreed to uh, to sit down with me uh, two weeks ago and do this interview. Now, it was recorded on the iPhone in a room that generally can get a little noisy. So I apologize for any audio hiccups that you might hear here and there. But uh, I think it was a fun interview. I hope you guys agree. So I'm going to jump into that here in just one second. But first, I would really like to get your opinion on the whole spy pictures and all that stuff of the new iPhone. What do you guys think? Do you think that Gizmodo was in the right or the wrong in this matter? I'm really, really, I'd love to play some of your audio comments on this and and read your email. So please send me an email to podcast at maxsales.com. You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash OWC radio, or simply call our Skype number and leave a message there. It's 1-801-938-5559. In the meantime, here is Jen in my interview with her, and I will see you guys in one week. So my second visit to OWC back in December, just last year, not very long ago, I didn't have a key or a... It's it's like one of those swipe cards, but it's not a swipe card. It's a little thumb key looking thing. And it gives you permission to come in and out and, and that sort of thing. As any business has nowadays, you just don't want the general public walking in unannounced. you got to have some kind of access control. Well, my second visit to OWC, I didn't have anything like that. And I got here kind of early. The problem was I couldn't get in, and everybody that I knew that worked at OWC wasn't here yet. But thankfully, as I stood there freezing because it was December... I saw someone waiting to come in herself, and her name was Jen, and she let me into the building. You probably don't even remember that, do you, Jen? No, I don't, Tim. Sorry about that. That's good, though, because to me, that you, you've been one of the most welcoming people that I've met at OWC, and I, I, I sincerely mean that. Every time I see you, you always have a smile. You're always saying hi. 
Uh, you never seem like you're too busy to stop what you're doing for a second to say hi and, and greeting because I don't work here on a full-time basis. I only come here two or three times a month. So for me to have someone that I know I'm going to go by her office, she's at least going to wave, that means a lot to me. So thank you very much, Jen. I appreciate that. Oh, well, no, I'm glad I'm uh, making your transition here easier. Yeah. <laughs> and, and today I got to see another side of Jen when she pulled in and just rocking out to very loud music. So I'm not going to ask what that's about. What's your position here at OWC, Jen? I am the product process manager, which is really involved involving uh, more product development, but also sort of process-related stuff, making sure communication lines are really open between the products that the team is developing and uh, the technologies behind that, like RAID and things like that, and making sure that technical support, customer service, sales is really familiar with it, knows it's coming, and feels a part of the process, can give feedback, can tell us what they think about prototypes and samples, and uh, that that training and QC and all the things that go along with product development. So I'm going to assume that keeps you pretty busy on a daily basis. You could say that. Yeah, and I do say that because I... If if you guys listening to this saw what I see every time I come here, she is all over the place, and that's in a good way. She has her fingers in so many different pies and always seems to know exactly what's going on. And I see a lot of people coming to you with questions, and you always seem to have an answer. Why is that? Hmm. Perhaps my my long years of service. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that. How did you get into computers to begin with? What was the first computer you ever had? Well, actually, my father insisted that uh, when we got our Atari, we got an Atari 400 so we could actually get the basic programming cartridge and he would make us program um, little games for ourselves before he would buy us another game. So it's not a traditional computer, but... Well, I, I actually, uh, an Atari 400 was a computer, no question. When you say us, I take it siblings? Yes, my brother and I. Who was more into the computer back then, you or your brother? I was, I was older and bossy, so yeah. I got the computer more. How about now? Is he really into computers like you are? Or of course, I, I don't want to assume that you're still into computers. I mean, that's kind of your your day job. I don't know if you go home and I got to jump on the computer for Facebook now. Or uh, I do a little bit of Facebooking. I have a uh, two young kids, so I do spend some time on Nick Jr. and we play our Lazy Town games. and And actually, that's really fun is to um, play with the technology with my my son who's three. Um, his first computer actually, well, was really playing on the iPhone. And then uh, when I thought he was old enough, uh, Jamie, OWC Jamie, who some people might be familiar with, uh, gave me his, his son is now 13, gave me the 7600 that his son oh. had learned on. And uh, the first I thought you were going to say gave him your, his son. <laughs> well, no, J- Jacob is a wonderful boy. I don't think uh, that would actually be fine, very helpful. Um, but no, uh, and um, the first thing he did was touch the monitor and try to move the images. So it was really cute. But that's just so, it's such a fun thing is just seeing it through the eyes of a kid and, and how exciting and trying to him to understand that, you know, here's the movie, here's the show on this box over here, and then on this box you can play games and it's all related. And um, he's, uh, he's very into having his own computer. Now, I know um, for me, when, when we were growing up, Ataris were computers, and it was command line stuff. Um, now, I've got a 2-year-old all the way up to 15-year-old. I've got four kids. And the way that they interact with computers really is completely different than the way we used to. I was scared of them. They were something to be respected and don't get too close unless you have permission. Was it like that with you growing up? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, 
how many times I had to control alt delete my way out of oh, some sort yeah. of frozen screen. And you're thinking, oh, I hope I didn't get rid of anything. And there's, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I don't recall auto save and those different mm. features existing when I was in, um, uh, junior high or high school being one of the few kids that actually would hand in printed dot matrix printed um, right. reports and um, the amount of times that something would occur and you lost that or I was doing something I lost something of my parents because one of us forgot to save no auto saving do you think that that being the case that we're going to have a, a I don't know a more or a better appreciation of what we have as far as technology goes compared to our young children who my two-year-old already knows how to swipe a picture on my iPhone and now my iPad. He just swipes to get to the next picture. He just knows how to do that. Do you think they're really going to appreciate this technology when they get older? I don't know. I was trying to think about that because they've just grown up with it their entire lives where I don't think it wasn't always a part of my life, certainly not when I was a younger child or not when I was three. Um, you know, cameras, you had, you had to wait for the pictures and a lot oh, yeah. of them didn't turn out. No. And, uh, you know, and... And videotapes. I was wondering about just consumption of media. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, is, is, are they still going to buy books? You know, I, I still love having a printed book. Although I do think I want an iPad for the reading. I got to tell you, I, I read I'm a, I, I, yeah, I'm not a big. Um, I love books, but I don't like to read it on the screen. It's just not. It, there, there's it loses a little bit of the intimacy. But with the iPad and with that iBooks. I I got to be honest. I'm really starting to dig it, especially when I turn down the brightness at night because it's almost burning into my retina. But you know, you turn down the brightness and it's flipping the page, and the intimacy is not quite what it is with a book. And let's be honest: if you accidentally drop the book in the bathtub, it's no big deal. You just go spend six bucks and get a new book. Quite a different story with the iPad, though. A little bit. Although when I I read your blog entry, I thought. Oh. I can totally see me getting an iPad for almost that reason. Because with two kids, you just don't always have time or, or big chunks of time. So I can envision having multiple books downloaded and sort of getting to them as I can get to them and, you know, this maybe waiting in a doctor's office or here or there. But then, of course, if I was with my kids, they would want to use the iPad because they think it's just a big toy. Well, you know, and then that's the nice thing. It comes with the Winnie the Pooh book, so you can read to your child. But they also have, and it's not really books, it's interactive apps that you can get from Toy Story or, you know, the Disney franchise stuff. And they can literally read along and it will highlight the words for them and it's some moving pictures. So it's not just a, a book for you and I to read. It's an interactive learning experience for the kids. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I know my, my son, we have the books where you have that little pen and you sort right. of follow along and it reads. So I guess a little bit higher tech version of that. Yeah. So how long have you been at OWC now? Do you, can you pinpoint exactly the date? Has it been more than 10 years? It has actually been more than 10 years. Um, I think it was, I became an official employee January of 97, but I had worked there in, uh, in 96 for a bit. I was actually a temp. You, you started as a temp, and now, look at you, you've kind of come a long way. Yeah, I've, I've actually done a number of things here. I mean, early on, we did everything because there was only a handful of us, so I would um, talk to customers, put an order in for them. Then I would help actually type in the credit card information into the, into the, um, we call it a Zon machine, but I don't know what it was actually supposedly supposed to be called. And then every now and again would help ship the packages. And then that sort of, then as we got people and we grew bigger, I was just primarily sales. 
and then became the sales manager. And then now I've morphed into the you know product process manager. When you pull it in the morning, sometimes is it kind of does, does it take you back to look at this building and how many people work here, and thinking back to when you started, where you had orders coming out of a fax machine and you literally had to hand enter stuff. And did, does that take you aback and think, wow, this is really? I mean, let's be honest, you're a big part of the reason this got here like this. It yeah, I mean. It, you feel pride, you know. I mean, I remember the the build different buildings we've been in, and just you know, a handful of people. To now, there's over a hundred, and we're in this big new state of the art building. And you walk in the door, and and as you know, we have a sort of a glass display case. And a lot of times, I, I'll take a second as you walk in just to see all the different products that have been being produced for well before my time. And uh, it we're really doing something here and that's exciting to be part of that and to actually just see a company grow. I didn't just show up and in my little cubicle in my little box and push papers along. I mean, not that that's what environments are always like in larger corporations, but I mean, I got to get my hands into everything. So that's question for you. If you could go back in time and talk to your 16 year old self, a, what was the 16 year old self thinking she was going to be when she was grown up? And B, what would you tell her about what you're doing now? How would you explain it to her? Wow. Um, this My 16-year-old self hmm, probably thought I was going to be a teacher or maybe an astronaut really? at one point. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if OWC Larry would want me to, to say, but I believe there's at least three of us here. Uh, Chris, Larry, and uh, Chris is actually also in product development that have been to Space Academy or Space Camp. Really? As other people know it. So That's awesome. It was really, really cool. I wanted to go to Space Camp so bad when I was little, and there was no way we could ever afford it when I was growing up, but... You went to space camp. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was the first time I was on an airplane by myself and gone for a week by myself and getting in to... In Houston? It was actually in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, actually, uh, uh, ODBC Grant is really uh, angling for photographic evidence of these things. So. Do you have photos from them? I, you know, actually, I do need to ask my mom. I'll be seeing her this weekend for her birthday. So. You should, because um, I should say we're recording this at the beginning of April. In fact, tomorrow is the day that the iPad came out, but a week ago. So kind of gives a little bit of perspective. This is going to be uh, posted a couple weeks later. You know it would be really cool to have as the blog entry picture for this? <laughs> oh, well, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> so what would you tell her your job is? How would you explain it to her that would make her get excited about, or do you think your 16-year-old would be excited about what you're doing which even under really understand it or does that just come with experience and time i think it is a little bit of experience and time but i would probably equate that a lot of it is still education you know it is still trying to make sure that you know okay we get this sample in and that sample and you know and grant's really great at it you've worked a lot with with grant you know okay great well what is it why do people want it what does it do so then you know you have to explain okay this is why this product is great and this is what it does for someone and this is how it helps them and also make sure that you know someone that has maybe just been touched using computers or even just Macs for a short period of time understands it as well as the tech guys get it and you know it really helping everybody get excited and behind products so that is still education in a way it's just not in a classroom oh, absolutely so let me ask you what has been other than what you're currently using what was your favorite computer that you've ever used do you, or do you even have one well, I was really loved my G3 iBook. Did you? Yeah, it was the clam of, the clamshell. I had the first white one. Okay, and I actually won it at MacWorld. 
Really? Mm-hmm. How did you win it at Macworld? We were at a, um, it was a, the magazine had an event, and uh, they always would do a big raffle. And so where was at the event, my name got pulled, and that was just fantastic. So that was my first laptop. and. That's cool. That was a nice machine, too. I know a lot of people like to uh, pan that machine, but I always thought it was really cool. Yeah, I love that machine, and it kind of took a little abuse, not that I'm, I'm really rough, well, actually... Anyone that works here that knows me will probably say that's not true because I'm the one that usually goes, well, if you took this cable in and out 50 times, you know, would it still work? And I do break things on occasion. What is your setup at your desk? I noticed you brought your laptop in. It looked like a um, 17-inch MacBook Pro, um, but you put it on some kind of a pedestal, and what was that? What do you have sitting there that you're using? Is it a docking station? It is actually a docking station. It's a... you're drawing a blank. Uh, yeah, I am. It's um, I want to say bookends. Okay. Uh, but it's it's a company out of Elgin, Illinois, so it's a local company, and it's really nice. You just uh, you set the laptop in, and you just close it so that you don't have to take all the cables in and out. All the cables go right into the docking station, and then you're saving your wear and tear and your ports, and plus it just saves you a couple seconds each. each. It, it looks like it's kind of is that a custom built thing that you have it on? Because I noticed it kind of almost telescoped up and down a little bit. It, yeah, that's right. I'm actually using three stands now that now that I'm actually thinking about it. I have this old Kensington stand that sort of is. You're a, you are a geek, aren't you? You're a computer well, geek. I, have, I wanted at the angle I wanted at, so and I want, yeah, at the height that I wanted at. So no, it's very cool. I liked it, and when I the first time I noticed it, I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. I I kind of like that myself. That's pretty neat. So, what's your favorite technology you use nowadays? Are, are you uh, and I I know you you said you're an iPhone user. Um, are you gravitating towards the iPad at all, or are you just happy with the iPhone? Or what, what's your stance? I'm probably going to be happy with the iPhone for a while. And I mean, I mentioned my son earlier, and certainly it, he loves it. Uh, you know, we'll play games on it, and then I just all the information you can get out of it. Um, I use it as an iPod a lot too, as you mentioned this morning. On yep. Fridays is my one day when I drive by myself, so I'll jam out to some music with it. Um, Getting a lot into uh, cooking actually lately, and I was thinking that the iPad would be nice for that to have all the different, you know, rather than I have the book from the grandparents. And but you can't read the iPod from any distance away. No, so I mean, the iPad would be nice, you know, have it in your kitchen with whatever recipe looks great online that you find. Because um, a lot of times I'll have my laptop sitting there, but it's it's sort of scary. You're not the first person that I've actually heard that use for the iPad. I mean, I'm kind of, I do the cooking at home. Um, I do it okay, I guess, but I'm really not a cook. But I've ate my wife's cooking, so I cook at home. And (laughs) she won't listen to this. Um, I was thinking of an interactive app that would show you the recipe in big, bold letters that you could change the text on so you can see it from, you know, halfway across the kitchen, as well as maybe linked videos so you can see what it's supposed to look like as opposed to the concave thing that comes out of your oven. Something like that would be interesting to you? Oh, absolutely, because um, they're, uh, a lot of times you see the final picture, but and they'll explain, you know, okay, when you're mixing this or that, the other thing, and I've made a number of things where I'm thinking, is it supposed to look like that? Because that is not at all like edible. And it ends up okay most of the time, but there are times that, no, as a matter of fact, you probably, I should have added more liquid or I should have dried it up or done different things with it. And, and actually, too, uh, just... Uh, getting my son cooking he actually loves to cook and so we're always looking for apps or anything that might make it easier for him to see like what the ingredients are and to understand what 
the uh, motions are and how to do different things because of course you know little kids always want to do it all themselves absolutely and they don't always want to wait for you to explain it or show but right. if they could watch something because all kids love tv um then that would help uh the process be a little less challenging than it sometimes is i'm curious uh when you're not here what does jen do for fun i mean obviously the kids you you're probably like me you're you're Outside of work, life is consumed by, you know, washing them, feeding them, bathing them, putting them to sleep, waking them up in the morning, take them to the zoo. But what do you like to do? What's what's your favorite things? Well, I mean, I have a number of different things. My husband and I will like we like to sometimes just you know go to a movie or we'll go to like a White Sox game. Sorry, all you Cubs fans, for anyone in Illinois watching. I'm a Tiger fan, so. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I'm not. I'm a Lions Lions fan in football, and that's even worse. And actually, we're really excited. Depending on when this airs, we're uh, we'll have a front row right behind the dugout tickets really? for yeah a couple weeks from now. So that'll be that'll be fantastic. So you're so, a baseball fan. Yes. So we have a lot of fun doing that. We'll go uh, to. Um, I'm trying to think now non-kid things because yes. I'm thinking, yes, we go to it's, the zoo. It's hard, it's hard to zoo, yeah, think so. when you start having kids and you've had them for a couple of years at least, it really does change your life. A lot of the things that you used to do, you, you can't really do anymore because you've got this little person right there with you now. So, you, you know, like I've never been a bar person, but when you have kids, you can't go to the bar anymore. I mean, you got a kid with you. Uh, you can't go to a fancy restaurant because, you know, they're going to scream and cry and make a mess. And it's embarrassing if it's a real nice restaurant. So, yeah, it, it is hard to find things to do that you like to do regardless of whether the child's with you or not. It's it's not always easy anymore, is it? No. I mean, we you know, obviously you, you get babysitters and stuff sometimes. But what uh, uh, things that I miss that I get to do a little bit but not to is like genealogy or maybe reading the books and actually in – for a long time period, you know, especially something right. like genealogy where there's research involved. It's hard when you have maybe 10 minutes. You sort of just start to get to a point that you're at before and then, okay. Mom, my nose is running. Right, yeah. Or, yeah. or you know, crash, bang, mom. Those yeah. are the worst ones. I, I know exactly what you mean. So before I wrap it up, we do this thing with our guests now. And I haven't done it with anybody else at OWC. And it's called This or That. I'll give you um, a choice. It could be like black and white. There's no right or wrong answer. It's only your opinion. But if you said white, well, why? Well, because that's the color of my car, for instance. Um, I can see green or red. Whatever the, the two things are, you have to pick just one. So sometimes they're tech-related, sometimes they're not, and sometimes you may not have a opinion one way or the other. So you ready? Sure. First one, desktop or laptop? Laptop. Why? Portability. You can make it. I have a second monitor. It's just like having a desktop. You can have a keyboard at one area, and then it's portable. It goes with you, all your files, all your information. I iPhone or iPod Touch? iPhone. Because? Multiple functionality. Yeah. Well, so does the iPod Touch, though. But, no, I'm with you, though. It's The, the iPod Touch always kind of seemed like the stepbrother of the iPhone. It's not really a, the same thing, but yet it's close enough for most people. Yeah, and I already have kind of a mom purse. I don't need <laughs> I yeah. don't need more things to put in it. So one device that does multiple things is good for me. Car or SUV? SUV. Because of the kids, it's uh, more room. Well, yeah, I mean, I have a I have a Subaru Forester, so kind of in between. It's yeah. not it's not crazy unmanageable big, but it has enough room for a stroller and all that kind of equipment. Gotcha. Uh, t-shirts or sweaters? 
Well, now I'm thinking t-shirt is going to be spring. <laughs> but no, probably sweater. Probably sweaters. All right. Small town shopping or big box shopping? Small town shopping. What's the draw there? That you actually find something interesting or unique or different. You know, I love... Uh, non-chain grocery stores you know sometimes you find really cool ethnic foods or even you know even sometimes normal brands but just types of of, of flavors and varieties you don't normally see so before we wrap up uh thanks for this and that by the way and i was making them up as i went along sometimes i'm that good sometimes i'm really not um what has come out from OWC's labs, if you will, recently that you can point at and say, that's something that I really enjoyed working on. Uh, it's, it's something that, hey, that's our thing right there. Is there anything recently like that that you kind of kind of point to and, and point your friends and family to? Well, like kids, you kind of love them all because yeah. you got to spend time on everything. But no, I mean, really have liked, uh, I guess... Things that I use, I, I tend to gravitate more. And I like the charge and sync is one of those things oh, that I yeah. use a lot. Because, of course, I have a phone and I'm horrible at charging. I don't know what my problem is. I'm the charge and sync won an award from uh, the Mac Observer at Macworld. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great product and it saves my butt all the time. Yep. Um, so that for, that in, in particular, I also really like the uh, little AL Mini. It's really rugged, really small, and since I'm a laptop person, as you now know, it's perfect for being portable. Jen, thanks for being on OWC Radio. Thank you, Tim.